Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. And as I record this, we're sat in quite a nice summery UK afternoon. The sun's been shining for a few weeks and really feel that summer has started. And today I'm joined by Sam Jones. And Sam is the owner of 1% Experts Academy, which is an agency of four specialists that helps small online businesses grow their audience, get more leads, and nurture those leads into sales. Former clients include many high-profile industry-leading experts, with now over 400 businesses served from a diverse range of niches, or niches, for those of you listening from different parts of the world, and expertises as well. Sam lives in Richmond, so he's in the same time zone as me in London, here in the UK, with his partner, uh, where you're expecting your first child. So congratulations and welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're very excited. And thanks for having me, Simon. I appreciate it. So I've got to ask a question because the listeners, as soon as I mention that, are like, when's the child due? How long have you got? Uh, 25th of July. So we've got oh, wow. uh, just over, yeah, just over a month. She's doing really well. Um, she's yeah. a teacher, so she comes off uh, in about two weeks. So she's really sticking oh. in there. Took it up to the wire then, yeah. That's yeah. Ready, yeah. Love that. Well, uh, and, and she's actually teaching and working at work now, is she? Or is she at home now? Uh, she's at uh, work. She'll be home in the next sort of half an hour, so around the time we're, oh. we're doing this. So what we need to do is get this podcast out of the way, just so we don't give her any kind of shock and put her into any kind of labour listeners as well. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and we'll 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 touch base perhaps when this has gone live to let to the listeners know how that works out. So you. you were telling me, just before we started recording, um, that obviously you you were drinking coffee and caffeinated drinks and you started a, a bit of a challenge. Tell us a little bit about that challenge and the effects of how changing your drinking habits has changed and benefited you. Yeah, I decided to cut out caffeine about nine months ago, 10 months ago. It wasn't some big event that happened. I'm just someone that always likes to try different things, whether it's fasting or whatever. So... Uh, I stopped drinking caffeine, had the usual sort of lows with the energy. It sort of felt a bit erratic. But after a while, I found that my energy got a bit more consistent. So then it just became a habit. And I don't really drink now. I love coffee, love teas, like Coke, everything like that. But yeah. it was just it was uh, it just felt really good. So I then made a video about it on, uh, okay. on my Instagram and it was quite a well uh, viewed video, quite a high, at least for us, it was a high view video. But then the sort of coffee cult that I'd never knew. <laughs> yeah, they all come out the woodwork. Having to go at my, the coffee I was using and things like that. So they came out the woodwork, but it was funny, but it was for no particular reason. It just seems to, the way it is. So uh, yeah, just decaf me at the moment. Yeah. Don't, don't you find them, and we'll perhaps we'll go into this a little bit later, but I, I think as marketing and online, you know, uh, certainly as a coach, I try to, uh, sort of stir opinions but I never like to really have my own opinion or be opinionated but in today's noise if you want something to stand out if you want to if you want to be different and we've talked about this in other episodes as well you you have to 
giving insight into you and your personality. And to do that, you do actually have to have a three-dimensional personality and have opinions. So actually getting that positive feedback on, well done you, good for your health, and then getting that you get what you're doing with that coffee yeah, actually, that's a good thing, isn't it? And it does help us get more reach to our audience. And, you know, coverage and, you know, anything like that has got to be a benefit, surely. Absolutely. And it's a huge thing with our clients because a lot of our clients are have big followings and big communities, and that means they're quite open to attacks. So a lot of the big piece of work, the, like the non-business work, the non-technical things within their business is actually building up their self-esteem so that, when these things come in where you do get criticized online or you get trolling or anything like that, which does actually happen with, with yeah. some of our, our high end clients that it's important that they, they have a strong self-esteem and they are, you know, as you said, like three dimensional, they're able to share that without you know, letting them get them down. Cause it's, it's very important to show that. So people connect to you and see who you actually are. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So I've got to ask the the question and what, what is the, the decaf drink that's your favorite and tell us a little bit about how you take it as well so it's usually a decaf latte i'll do that so either at the oh. office which is just around the corner from us i'll have one there but we've got loads like southwest london sort of like west london is just coffee central you can't move for coffee yeah. shop it'll be that or a decaf tea as well i tend to have those sorts of things maybe then a coke uh what's the non-caffeine coke the one with like the gold one the, oh the yeah gold. yeah yeah yeah, I get very, I get very confused because you've got sugar-free, zero, and, and I think, well, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah some are caffeine-free, would... some are sugar-free, some are sweetener. Oh no, too confusing. Exactly, I, I chose a wrong path to go down here. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I must admit, um, I, I quite like sometimes a Bacardi and Coke if I'm sat outside and yeah. uh, you know it's warm and put some ice in it. And I'm when it comes to Coca-Cola, and I'm being brand specific here, I'm always open to sponsorship Coca-Cola. Um, but I always go for the for the original one because I literally confusion loses sales, doesn't it? And when I stand there looking at all these different options, it confuses me. So I just go to what I know and I go to the you know the full fat one, you know, the one that I feel I know what it is and that's what I'm gonna buy. Um is, is that something that you feel similar with with the decaf as well? You know, have you got any particular choices of why one decaf over another one or is it just simple to to choose i'm very simple person yeah. i think i'm quite a basic person when it comes to these things uh it's, i've got a lot to think about in work outside of work quite active outside of work as well so yeah those sorts of decisions i try and keep simple whatever's available we'll go i'm not really a connoisseur with these uh, things now life is holding off isn't it uh, <laughs> at the end of the day yeah so you know, I, I introduced you as 1% Experts Academy. Give us a bit of a background into where you came from and how you got into that and tell us a little bit about that. It happened really by accident. I, I, I always wanted my own business ever since I was about 13. We, we were very fortunate in school to do like entrepreneurship competitions and classes and started a little business at uh, 13. I remember its gross profit margin was 78%. Wow. So that was a big we, we yeah. all like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that was very you know we got some free stuff that was that's why um and then so i always want to do it but i didn't really have the confidence to do it so i started off playing with a few ideas in sort of my early 20s and as i got to my mid 20s by absolute luck got um asked to work with a quite a big fitness influencer had a very big following 
was working with them in their coaching capacity, but it wasn't to do with building businesses or anything like that. It was more traditional yeah. coaching, life coaching, and did well on that, then got referred. And as these things happen, when you do a good job, referrals, and it, it grew like that quite organically. Yeah. So I got to work with a lot of big influencers, and then I started to see the patterns of how they work, the challenges that they were facing, got extra qualifications, and as I naturally grew. And then it just grew into a, a focus where we work with uh, quite a lot of big they don't like to be called influencers but influencers creators those sorts of people yeah. big rings. but then it started just to naturally develop into working with a lot of up-and-coming very talented experts that don't maybe have big followings but they're experts like your traditional therapists or pilates teachers anything like that and to help them grow their business and how they navigate online so yeah we've got a small team now and it just really came by accident and it just sort of evolved it's interesting you say influence because I, I hear a lot of people I work with say, oh, I need to get some influence. I've got somebody who's got a great business selling uh, sheepskin baby products for like pram liners and um, cozy things, all kinds of things I don't really understand. But And she's always saying, if I could get Tracy Solomon as an influencer to promote my product, that would it. That would just rocket me. And her competitor seems to get access to these influencers. And it's interesting what you say there. Because, you know, I, I come from a background where I've had a lot to do with motorbike racing and different sports. So I meet a lot of celebrities, a lot of sponsors of, you know, I've met all the cast of Coronation Street and a lot of people are in all of these people, but they are just people. And we call them influencers, these people that are out there who have got followers, etc. But they very often don't see themselves as as that. Um, what What would you say that from the layman's terms makes a, a great influencer. Why should we call them an influencer? Yeah, it's a part of what a lot of influencers specifically, or people with big followings online, they usually come from a place where something's actually not gone right for them and gone wrong. So people have, we have a lot of people that we've worked with that have come from places where they've been in dark places. Um, we won't go into the specifics of them, but it can be mm -hmm. things to do with like, um, eating disorders or, or mental health challenges or things that have gone like tragedies that have happened and it's really built them up into a place where they found something that they really really care about and they've able been been able to communicate in a way that is very human and relatable these complex things relatable so they're not talking like um the old cheesy 80s salesman to their camera or on their stories where people can really see through it they talk about it in a very genuine way because it's very uh, important for them it's very meaningful yeah. for them they the best people that we've know and and then some people we've worked with they've it it didn't start out as to be a business or to be an influencer it just grew because they were for want of a better word magnetic because people really connected to them and, and how they went about it so i'd say that is a key thing something that was really powerful and meaningful to them and then again like i said they almost accidentally then became an influencer mm. yeah. uh, it, it's, it's amazing there's no there is no formula. There is definitely formula, uh, formulas on the side of growing the business side of it when they get there. Sure. But to have this massive influence, you can't really fake it or manipulate it too much because you will get found out. People are pretty astute. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember some celebrities from the past where they definitely have put on this persona of being genuine and, you know, reality TV, you think back to the Osbournes and things like, you know, we all digested that reality TV and still do to this day. But um, I think there is a difference between what we now know is 
fake TV to a point. You know, there's some element of reality in it, but it's very much produced. But I, you know, I agree with you. I think the influence is there is that authenticity and that genuine connection with people uh, that really, really makes them the star that they are in that particular area. But how can we best leverage an influencer then? And I know, uh, yeah, I'm probably talking a little bit more over what your business does, and I'm sure your clients are the influencers. But you know, what kind of leverage do your clients use to to work with people? like me and like the listeners and how should we as the listeners better use influencers do you think influencer marketing is super powerful um there's paid ways to do it and there's free ways to do it okay connect like you said you just talked about there the things that you've done so i think you said it was at the motorbike racing or, or yeah. thing, those lines yeah. right if you can get in an environment with someone i always believe that's better i see Online is the bridge for me to connection. It's not connection itself. So we shouldn't use just DMing people or commenting on people as connection. We should use it as a bridge to connection. So bridge to meet people in real life. So I still believe getting in front of influencers, like so I say at different events, connecting with the right people and getting in that way is an excellent way to do things. I think a lot of the it's one of better with the newer generations now just see it as i'll just message on tiktok and become a mega tiktok friend or an instagram friend or linkedin those sorts of things nothing beats in person it, it's yeah. that is never going to change and you still have to run your business in a very good way as far as utilizing online but i always try and tell people try and use it as the bridge you want to meet people yeah. in person and um, so that has been the biggest thing so definitely unlock these things i said in dm how you can do it for free in the dms building relationships, um, seeing friends of friends, those sorts of things and connecting, doing it that way, being a valuable person yourself as well, having a lot of value yourself is very good. So always raising your value, but I wouldn't look away, especially even with smaller businesses, don't look away at paid influencer marketing. It is very powerful. If you get the right influencer behind you, like you said, with your, I think your friend with the, with the book, yeah. it is, it has a really good return, a really good return, especially on lower ticket items, such as, books courses those sorts yeah, of things yeah yeah it's, it's interesting what you say about the, the in-person because uh, i had daniel Priestley on my podcast quite some time ago uh, and it was a great podcast he was my first hero author on and there's there's two points i think that you've raised there that are very important the first one uh, is the in-person so i got him on the podcast because somebody introduced me to him who was also on the podcast so that friend of friends uh and when i had him on the podcast I then took the time to go and see him in London and he spotted me in the audience and he said, out of all the people that I've done a podcast with, you're the first one that has actually shown up in person to talk to me. Yeah. So yeah, they just basically used him and then that was it. But the other thing was I then met at that event, one of my favorite podcast guests because of the story that he told and he was a presenter at the same event. And then I was able to say to him, uh, Sebastian Bates, the guy's name, I said, Sebastian, I saw you at Daniel's event. Daniel's being on my podcast. I saw you at the event. I heard your story of base jumping, being paralyzed, overcoming that, and now being you know, world leader in martial arts. I'd love to have you as a guest on my podcast. And you know, as we were talking about earlier on, I've had other authors, uh, because other authors are being on, they've appeared for free, uh, but it's the value they bring and it's the value I can put them into as well, isn't it? Because there's always got to be a win-win, hasn't there, for it? Is that something your client's looking for, that that win-win? Is that something you're an advocate of as well? 
definitely they want to be associated with things that are matching and positive to their brand their ethics their and their their vision for their own lives as well so it's yeah. got to be created in a win-win but exactly as you said it's being creative about meeting people in person using online as a bridge to get towards it i did something years ago with i had a platform called um 20 someone and 20 someone was helping with millennial research basically so we did research projects on what makes millennials tick with their identity their meaning and their self-esteem and we used to go into companies and then deliver workshops and i wanted to connect with some really high-end um millennials so people like zoe jackson who got an mbe at 24 i think um unfortunately Jam jamal edwards who's unfortunately recently passed away at a young age lovely guy i got to meet all of those because a part of the research project i was doing something that was powerful that was well-meaning wow. and so i wanted to get those and that gave me leverage being with those people, which was excellent for my career and my credibility. But I was also providing value of them being part of something good as well. And they became yeah. friends. They became really good friends as well. Yeah. So be it that creativity that I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs have, their solutions are out there. You just need to, I think a lot of it comes from that confidence just to go and do it and reach out and meet people. Like you just explained, you had to make the effort to go out and do that. And then numerous op op um opportunities come from that my, my friend just putting a uh, an end to this he played international rugby for the us and one of his sayings was it all starts with hello if you just yeah. say hello to someone that is infinitely powerful yeah and i, I remember uh, i mentioned before we hit the recording mike mccallowitz was uh, a guest on this podcast uh, as well and one of the coaches i work with wanted an introduction to mike mccallowitz and they'd emailed him and the team had said no um and he said, I just don't know how to do it. And I said, just just ask. You know, in these books, he says, he gives an email address and he said, I read all these emails. And I believe that he does. And if you believe that he does, then just email him and just ask and be genuine about why you want to speak to him. And like you say, say hello. You know, don't jump straight in with, this is who I am. This is what I want you to do. Just say, hello, how are you? And, and ask, isn't it? Really important. So, so thinking about your the the one percent experts academy, tell us a little bit about what's the one percent. Tell us about the title and where that came from, but also what you've been working on or you want to share that's been something significant from recent times. So, one percent experts comes from our clients that we start with. We're in the top one percent, so they were top one percent in terms of their following. So, the, the biggest one we've worked with is about one point five million following, but on average, they're around two hundred to three hundred thousand. That is to get that organically. That's not bought followers. That's not manipulating or gaming the system to do that. It's incredibly difficult. You've got to have something about you, as you said earlier. You've got to have like that three D personality and be brave enough to show that because it's not always easy. Yeah. And from that, we started to notice patterns about how they approached things online, how they ran their business. And it was in six key areas to do with their message, their offers, their structure, um, their service, and numerous other things that they had. And we found that out and we thought, okay, how can we package this into people that are starting out and doing a bit more and pass this yeah. on? We started really simply with just free stuff that we would send because we didn't think it might be a business. And then we thought, hey, there's real value here. Can we build this into a membership? So then it became an academy whereby we teach people all these different things. But yeah. I'm not a huge fan of courses. As much as I see the value in courses and people have built huge businesses off them, I can't remember the figure exactly, but it's around 80% of people that buy a course for the classic $49 or whatever. Yep. They never finish it. And as much as 
my ads guy, Sydney, is amazing. As, as, although we could make a lot of money out of that, I'm looking at it and thinking, is that really going to make an impact on like up and coming people coming there? So I thought, no. So I thought we build an academy whereby they get like three calls a week with us. They get a VA and all these things sent to them so they can work on their business and grow it. So we have a membership now and we do some one-to-one stuff, but it's all teaching those principles of what the top 1% of experts are doing. Okay. And we, and we keep varying that because that changes because it's very fast paced online. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, I, as you were saying, that, I thought, you know what, I paid three and a half thousand dollars for a Jeff Walker product launch formula. And I took a lot of value from it, but I never completed it. Ryan Dice, I did a digital marketing course. Or Sorry, I bought a digital marketing course for $895, never started it. It still sat there in the online portal waiting for me to start it. But I think there's the other aspect of implementation, isn't it? Because you know, I remember going to see Tony Robbins back in 2005 and did four days. And right at the end, he was very honest. And he said, right, you're going to go now and get in your cars, you, you know, whatever it is to go home. And by the time you've got to the car park, you will have lost about 95% of what I've taught you in the last four days. Yeah. He said, on your way home, most of the rest will be lost. But I want you to do one thing and just one thing because of this last four days. And if you only commit to one thing, then you have done more implementation than most people do, but take training and courses and things like that, because the implementation and the action following that is so difficult. So does the academy that you do, you mentioned, uh, obviously, you know, one-to-ones, et cetera. Does that help with that implementation? Is that part of that academy as well? it's what it's built from completely coaching and it's core coaching mentorship even areas of consulting you could say is and even therapy a lot of change work at the core of it has to be accountability there has to be accountability to move things forward so we've always looked at everything we've built we've said you know courses are not right for us because i just don't believe a lot of people i think you can get value at them but it can become that that mental massaging really rather than real world applicable stuff so what we ensured is that the accountability stuff we said, right, how can we build this from the ground up? Well, we need office hours so that people can jump in on calls three times a week. That's what they need. Too, we don't want too much, too little. We need to vary the time. So people, we have clients who are mums that find it difficult or single parents or even people that have a part-time job as they're building. So we need to do that. Um, they get access to two sessions with an expert one-to-one per month as standard. So we'd rather mm. have our price point a little bit higher than the $69 or $99 and then all these discount yeah. rubbish bonuses that aren't real. We'd rather price ourselves or position ourselves that little bit more there so people are actually going to get real-world stuff because you get one client because of that accountability and because of that extra that we give. It, pay, it pays itself yeah. like four times over. And that was just our thinking of it. It's just the way I want to do it. I come from quite a, a, a simple-ish background. Like I don't get all this like overhyped marketing and things like that, which is in the online space, especially within the area of business coaching, business mentorship. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, let's let's do it properly. And it works if people see you're genuine. If they don't work with you, it's for the right reasons. And if they do work right. with you, for, for the right reasons. Yeah, 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 completely agree. And So is there anything significant that you've seen? Have you sh- seen a shift in styles formats um it's a it's a very strange environment out there at the moment isn't it with the onset of ai and other things uh, is it being anything significant that you've seen around in the in the last few months yeah uh, a lot of people are really pushing online now um 
guarantees has become a huge thing. So guarantees are something whereby uh, someone, you might see an ad on Facebook, a lot of your listeners might see this ad, it says, I guarantee you I will get 15 calls this month or X, Y, and Z. And there's some truth to that. So you can get things like appointment setters, for example, that can can set you appointments. But the reality is um, they tend to charge a, a lot of money up front. And then they say things like, I guarantee you do it. If not, we'll sort of pay you back or we'll work with you until yeah. you can, right? And with long story short, it's the, that guarantee is a very powerful marketing tool and can be a very good marketing tool, marketing tool like a, an ethical one, if it's used correctly. These are often not used correctly, whereby you have to jump through a lot of hoops that if yeah. it doesn't work for you, which is actually highly likely it's not going to work for you because they don't send you the right type of leads, then uh, you, you're stuck and you spent a lot of money probably... 12, 12 grand or at least north of that for nothing yeah. really okay and it's so important i've seen that a lot now so i would just i would say that's happening a lot because the environment's a lot more difficult guarantees helps push people that are nervous over the line yeah but they're not great a lot of them that's a big yeah. thing I- yeah and, and, and it's interesting i've been a big fan of guarantees and you can always some people say to me i can't guarantee anything i say you can always guarantee to have a smile on your face when you talk on the phone you know the very least can't you yeah um but for me, there are too many guarantees, as you say, out there. And you mentioned jumping through hoops where you have condi- so many conditions attached to it. You just know that like an insurance policy, they're just looking for a reason not to pay out. Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I have a guarantee. You know, I guarantee results. We pin the results. If I don't deliver the results, then I coach for free until we reach those results. And people often say, yeah, but surely there's got to be some conditions. What if I don't do the work? What if I don't take the actions? And I said, no, no conditions at all. I wouldn't be the coach that I am if I allow you to get away with that. And trust me, if you are slacking to the point where I feel you're not a good fit, I'm not going to waste my time or your money. And I won't wait to the guarantee. I'll have fired you as a client well before then. And, and we have to live by that guarantee, don't we? And a lot of people struggle with that because they they feel they've got to put so many conditions into it um give us an idea do you have a guarantee and how does your guarantee work you've just absolutely nailed it and the reason you can do that which is the whole core of this is that you have the ability to do it a lot of people are giving guarantees because they it is a good marketing thing to do and it is a useful tool and we encourage our clients the, the right clients to do it yeah but the problem is you've got people that are six months fresh out of doing a $20 course, teaching them how to do social media, then saying (laughs) I can 10 X your social media. They cannot, they can get very lucky and do it, or they they have a really good circumstance that happens, but it is highly unlikely to do it. And then they make you jump through hoops because they don't, which is what you do, Simon, is that you've actually got a, you've run a lot of businesses and you've been doing this a long time. So you can do that. And then, as you said, if you could, if you have a worst case scenario with a client that, for one reason or another, isn't doing anything, then yeah, you can fire the client or discontinue to work with them. Yeah. You can do that. That's exactly how you do guarantees. So we do it and it's, we said you're signing up to do this as long as you show up and you do all of these things. That's all there. Um, that's um, within our academy and that's within our one-to-ones, our big one-to-ones of right. only about four or five. So when they use effectively, when you've got a really experienced, credible person on the other end, they're fantastic. The problem yeah. is all of these I don't use the word young because that's bad, but young in the industry is in like yeah, whether yeah. it's media or appointment setting or business coaching oh, in general. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, we get bombarded with people saying we can generate you 10,000 followers, you know, 30 days. And then I look and they've only got 41 followers themselves. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Sherpa effect, uh, Sam, definitely. But I, I think as well, you know, to the listeners, those of you who are thinking about what we're talking about here, I would say I've, I've been a business coach now for, for coming on to 15 years, and I've always had that guarantee. I have never, ever had one single client invoke that guarantee. Yeah. But I have invoked that guarantee probably a dozen times because I'm the one that said I haven't delivered results. I'm going to hold myself to my own guarantee and I'm going to stop the coaching fee until we hit that result. But I've never had a single client. And clients, they also say, no, 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 it's partly down to me. And I need to, you know, no, I'm invoking the guarantee. I'm going to do it. And I think when you have that guarantee, that confidence comes from actually invoking it yourself as well. So, uh, great. That's, that's that. Sorry, so just on that, like one of the mm. six principles we work on is service, but it's one of the later ones because people forget. And I say, when I say people, I mean, newer generations come into business forget the power of service i've got a barber down the road in, in mortlake and he is one of the best examples of amazing service he charges a lot more than haircuts around here and he, he i hope like to think he does yeah. an okay job but he's unbelievable he knows members everyone the simple things like remembering everyone's name like things about family yeah. all those simple things and you with this guarantee you say taking more responsibility or over delivering that amazing service is a cornerstone of a great business and a lot of online businesses and people that we work with tend to overcomplicate it with how do i get leads or i can't get this sale and, and focus on those things which are important yeah. but if you d- just fundamentally deliver great service even if you've only got two clients and do incredible service that's yeah. when you have an amazing referral model people forget about referrals and how important that is instead yeah. of just ads or social so i think yeah. it's such an important thing that you mentioned yeah and, and it's interesting you know um I've just had an Amazon purchase come earlier on. I pay, I know I pay more for Amazon because I use Amazon Prime. I pay a higher fee to get it quicker. So I buy on convenience. I'm never buying on price. But the reason I stick with Amazon, whether you hate Amazon or not, listeners, it's choice is yours. But I like the fact that if Amazon dispatch it, the return service is exceptional. Yeah put it in i don't like it for any reason whatever it is i put it in there don't like it i click return i take it to there and as soon as it's scanned bang the credit's in there and it's that level of service it doesn't have to be a personal service does it sam it can also be an automated service as well you know but you need those slick uh elements of service to really really make people raving fans and you know it it takes me back to it every single time so yeah good point so we talked a lot about the uh, academy and influencers. Where do people go to find out more about you and how how people can have access to information that you've got to academy? Where would you like to send the listeners to today? I think it's always good to jump to social media because you get a nice sort of three D view of, of the individual and, and like what we do as well. And there's some good tips and stuff on there. We try and give a lot of value on our social media. So it's just simply at Sam Jones Business Coach on Instagram is the best way to go. Um, and the first step with everyone that we do is we tend to offer business audits. So we'll look at your social media and audit it for you so we can see what's working and what's not. Because the algorithm is updated. Grace, who's our social specialist, is it's updates all the time. They, yeah. they, they, 
they like to play about Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn and yeah, all why that. Why can't we just leave it alone? Sometimes <laughs> I think just leave it. It's working. Leave it alone. Yeah, it's uh, it's giving Grace a lucky. It's her area, so yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the best place to go on social media at Sam Jones Business Coach, and then we like to do audits as well. So we get to know people's businesses because biz- every business is different, even though there's Great. these fundamental principles. Every everyone's different. Yeah, and for for those of you um, that are listening to this, write it down: Sam S A M, and then Jones J O N E S Business Coaching. Great. So if you could give the listeners one tip one lesson to take away and you've shared some some good insights with us already as as all our guests always do up to this point i always feel slightly guilty asking you to to give one more tip but if you were to give the listeners something to take away which they can do something with something they can implement perhaps in the week ahead as we uh, you know wherever wherever this is going to go out what would you like to share with the listeners today sam i think it's to do with something you mentioned earlier to do with ai I think AI is very exciting right now. I think it is something where people are getting a lot of misinformation and I think they're getting a little bit of fear and hesitation. But now is not the time to sit back because this is the same as what social media was 15 years ago or what the internet was. Um, So I would say it's very important to be active in that space. I think you should always have continued professional development, not just your for me, like my qualifications as a as a coach or growing my agency and making it better. But I think a really good place to develop at the moment would be an AI. Now, AI should just be a companion that you use. It cannot be replaced with creativity. You should almost stand on its shoulders and then use it creatively in order to Yeah. Yeah. So I would my advice for people this week would be is to really lean in to AI. Okay. Because you don't want to lean in in two years' time. Or in a year's time, I'd really lean in now because there's some complex things you can do. I won't give. I, I know quite a lot about AI because I've been doing it with it, but I'm nowhere near these. The experts are out there, but I'm also not a uh, a sort of a fake expert to say we've solved there, we know it all. Is that when they actually yeah. don't? They're looking for a business opportunity. Hence, why we don't sell anything with AI because we are not experts at it. But what I would absolutely say is that this is a really exciting time for businesses where they can lean into it. So I'd say that do it, do a little simple, good advice. like me like, a good uh, courses, just keep up to date with it and really lean into it. That would be yeah, my yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I must admit, you know, I, I sat on a presentation two weeks ago uh, and they were showing eye and they said, you know, what would you expect an agency to charge for creating all this stuff for you? It was about score apps and quizzes. And everybody was saying, oh, that would be $3,000. It would be £5,000. It would be four weeks in the agency. And this guy showed us how to do it in 15 minutes with AI. And that, listeners, is that all we kept doing was, wow. That's all the chat said, wow, 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 wow. And if, like you say, if we're not leaning into that, if we're not embracing that now, we are really going to miss out. So, listeners, that's a, that's a great thing, leaning into AI. Quick question for you then. Last question, Sam. If you're going to have your next decaf coffee in a dream location and you've got your favourite business book there, where would the location be and what would the business book be? What would you be reading? I'm very lucky. We live right by Richmond Park. It is a very special place to me, not because I just love it and I've always wanted to live here and luckily we've made it. Yeah. But it was something last year, I did a 24-hour walk. My mum, unfortunately, was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's fine now. But I did a 24-hour walk around Richmond Park. And 
it was an amazing experience, incredibly difficult experience, but it's my, it, it holds a very special place to me. So I would go sit there. There's a, a specific tree that looks like a tree out of uh, The Lion King, if you remember okay. that. Yeah. The actual cartoon one from the 90s, not the modern one. And it's got a tree there. It's just like that. I would sit there. And the book would be uh, a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. It's, he's an ex-Navy oh. SEAL, um, and he does leadership. And he has some really good practical points on leadership from the battlefield that can be used in business. And I use that a lot personally, not with clients because I'm not, that's not my area, but it's something that yeah. I use. Yeah. And that's, that's the book I've not come across. So that's going to go on the, on the audible list or the, uh, the reading list. Definitely. Well, good. look, Sam, you've, you've been an amazing guest. You've given us some, some really good insights and it's been a pleasure to have a chat with you. Uh, and thanks so much for being a guest. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Simon. And the best way to find you is to go on social media and just search for Sam Jones coaching, business coaching, isn't it? Sam Jones yeah, business Sam coach. Jones, Sam Jones business coach, but business Sam coach. Jones. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Hopefully. We've got it. Thanks for clearing that up. And listeners, all you need to do now is subscribe to this podcast so you get more notifications of the episodes that are due to come. Leave us a review. Tell us what you learned from today. Tell us the value that you've taken from this. Uh, today and most importantly let either of us know what difference this has made what impact it's had and what you've done with that lesson of learning into ai as well uh, because you know one thing you can do with our time is respect that you've done something with it and implemented it and that's that's the way you can reward that and as always i will see you on the next episode bye for now thank you for listening don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.